Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. This is the Bears Wire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bears Wire editor, Alyssa Barbieri. Welcome to the program. We've got some draft-related thoughts to get to, some Ryan Pace thoughts, which, Alyssa, that's obviously one of our favorite topics on the show, talk about Ryan Pace. Uh, But this week, I wanted to start with a position of growing concern, and that is wide receiver. Now, we live in an age where uh, a player can post a cryptic tweet like an hourglass emoji, and we have to react and write articles about it and do podcasts about it, Alyssa. This is the world we live in, and it's a beautiful (laughs) thing. Uh, And that was a tweet by Anthony Miller. Now, it seems like the team might be out on Anthony Miller. We kind of maybe saw this coming last year, Alyssa. Some writing on the walls. I mean, Darnell Mooney, a rookie, kind of took his job, for, for lack of a better word, like... We could kind of see this thing coming, but now officially he is, at least reportedly, I shouldn't say officially, reportedly Miller on the trade block, and maybe the Bears are getting ready to move him before the draft, during the draft, or something like that, right? What are you What are you hearing about this? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really come as a surprise. Any Bears fan that you know has been watching over the last year uh, kind of understood that if you know Miller didn't kind of get the consistency under control, that you know he could be out of a job in Chicago, and obviously that uh, you know him throwing a punch and getting ejected in the wild card game against the Saints especially after he was warned by his coaches repeatedly all week not to do that. That just, and that, you know, did not, you know, George McCaskey did not like that. So, I mean, it kind of felt like that was just like the final straw, but you know, with Miller, you know, the bears traded up to get him because, you know, Ryan Pace does like to trade up when he sees his guy, he goes after him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are high expectations, especially after his rookie season, he looked great. And he's looked like a great receiver at times, all of the potential in the world. I remember that run at the end of 2019 when he had like a five game streak where he had like hundred yard games. I think he had like, oh, he was like close to 400 yards in like five games or something like, like it was, it was insane. Like, and then other, you know, other times he just, you know, doesn't do anything. You see what he can do in week one against the Lions when he hauls in that game-winning touchdown for Mitchell Trubisky. And then you see other times the following week against the Giants where he's dropping a surefire touchdown in the end zone. It's just, it's always been a consistency issue with him. And it just kind of felt like, especially with this being his final year, that the Bears just are like ready to move on from, you know, a personal standpoint and also a production standpoint. Yeah, it's a bummer too because as you said, when you trade up and it was in the second round, right, in 2018 that they move up yeah. to get him. And this is year three. This is when he's supposed to break out and be a bona fide starter, you know, in the league. And uh, this is not the time where he's supposed to be on the trade block. So uh, if, they, if they're giving up on Anthony Miller, that's the, what, what does the hourglass emoji mean? Alyssa, do you have any insight or, or do you know like, <laughs> are, on the Twitter sphere, do you know what that means? 
I mean, I was just kind of thinking of it as like a time will tell or like waiting. Yeah. Like yeah, okay. or any any time now or something. At first I was Trade like, wait, me. let's go. I want to know where I'm playing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let I me mean, know. It's, all, it's all about interpretation, right? It could be like, oh, an, an announcement's imminent or Anthony Miller's like, uh, can you hurry up already? Because I'm ready to get out of this godforsaken city. That's just football hell. <laughs> um, you know, something like I just feel like he knows because it's been put out in the public. I mean, first it was Adam Schefter last month saying that the Bears were looking not only to trade him, but they were having conversations with other teams about doing that. And then Ian Rappaport uh, last week did the same thing, you know, so it's still something that, you know, that is very fresh. And Anthony Miller is quite aware of it, as I think we are all aware. Uh, so I think that was just his way of saying, okay, well, I'm ready to move on. Uh, I mean, I, at first I was just preparing myself, you know, for a move to happen because, you know, the Bears like their late night news dumps, but um you know, nothing yet, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see it happen before the draft, especially if the Bears could get something for him this year heading into the draft. I mean, there was an expectation that Miller was going to be released, you know, but so it's good that he's actually drawing interest from other teams around the league. That means the Bears could get something out of him, you know, maybe a you know, six round pick, conditional six round pick. I mean, I'll, fifth round would be very optimistic. I mean, I'll take anything at this point. We, because I mean, especially looking at Ryan Pace's track record in the later rounds. The Bears found Darnell Mooney in the fifth round last, you know, last year. So I mean, there are some there are some receivers out there. Obviously, like you mentioned, Ryan, receiver has become just a glaring need at this point, especially because Allen Robinson's future is not promised beyond this year. Yeah, and it, it didn't feel like such a need going into last season because you had your stud number one in Allen Robinson. You had just drafted Mooney. You got Miller. You have Wim. So you have some young guys. You had Cordell Patterson too. But as we were talking before we started recording. They tried to make him into a running back and a special teamer, right? They didn't really use him at wide receiver, but he's technically on your wide receiver depth chart. I mean, you had names. You had guys at that position. I don't think coming in the last season we were you know, super concerned about wide receiver. I mean, you got your stud guy in Robinson, and you had some young talent behind him. And then Mooney kind of had a nice year. So, But now, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm concerned, right? I mean, you look at the list. So if, if the Bears do move on for Miller, you have Robinson, who's back on the tag. So he's fine for this year, but his future very much a question mark. We'll see some cryptic tweets from Allen Robinson coming up, Alyssa, right? <laughs> just give it time. The cryptic <laughs> there, tweets There's something Rob- about Bears receivers yes. and cryptic tweets. Yeah, the tweets Like are just coming. something in, in that room, mm-hmm. just saying, I'm waiting for Mooney or someone to come out next yep. or wins, maybe. <laughs> we'll be breaking down more cryptic tweets from Robinson and his crew, uh, you know, his crew of receivers with the Bears soon enough. But so behind Mooney and Robinson, and Mooney is going to be a second-year player, you got Javon Wims, who... He's got a chance, Alyssa, but I still can't get over that nightmarish drop in the playoff game against the Saints. I feel like that's Ugh. stuck to him like glue right now. It's going to be hard to watch that. Unlike, unlike the ball. Yeah. Unlike the ball. Yeah, exactly. He, he, <laughs> that, that drop was just brutal. And I, every time I see his name right now, I just can't get that out of my head. It was brutal. Uh, Riley Ridley uh, is another guy they have, but just a guy we haven't seen play. He's on the team, but he's not really a huge part of special teams, and he's not really on the field. He's kind of like a backup. And then Thomas Ives was a guy that fans got excited about over the summer, I think, last year. But he's just really a, a practice squad guy, right? We haven't really seen him either. So this is a, all of a sudden a very kind of shallow crew. We need to add names to this wide receiver core in a, in a hurry. And maybe, maybe the draft is where that comes, right? I mean, there's a lot of receivers in this draft. Last year's wide receiver class was Nails. Uh, there's plenty of names in this year's draft. I think wide receiver becomes a glaring need for the Bears going into the draft. Do you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised, 
you know, to see them reach for, you know, receiver in round one, round two, round three, you know, like wherever. And there, there's so many yeah. needs that this team has at this point that they could go any position in the first round. I don't think, you know, barring a trade up that they're going to go quarterback with pick 20, but if they decide to stay put or even maybe trade pack and uh, trade back and try to accumulate picks, you know, that I think I could see them, you know, going quarterback, receiver, offensive tackle, you know, obviously quarterback second or third round, but, you know, looking at the receivers or maybe like the one thing that would, you know, is I'm trying to be optimistic about, you know, obviously Miller, Miller, Miller's potential trade and, you know, or release from the team is, you know, I, like you mentioned, I want to see more of Riley Ridley, you know, he really hasn't gotten a chance. He's, you know, he's, you know, hasn't dressed for most of the year. And some of the times where he did get in the games was because of, you know, injuries to other receivers. I want to see him, this fourth round pick that they were very high on. I want to see what he can do. He just hasn't had the opportunity to do that with Javon Wims, like you mentioned. I cannot get that play out of my head. Nope. It's not, you know, it's, it's, you know, not as ingrained in my head like as the double doink, which will forever haunt my dreams, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's up there because, you know, it's fresh in your head. That is like one of the last just big moments, you know, we remember from the season. So, you know, it's hard to trust wins. He could be, you know, a good reserve that you kind of bring in there. He's not going to be an impactful guy, number two guy, number three, but you know, he's someone, you know, you know, could be, you know, key reserve, but they do definitely need to target receiver. And I think that they will in either the first or second round. So just to reset the needs, the big needs that the team has going into the draft, Alyssa, you were just kind of going over it. Obviously quarterback because Andy Dalton is a QB one right now. So got to, they got to get into quarterback. Well, more on that coming up next uh, uh, corner because we've got to replace Kyle Fuller and then offensive tackle, right? For Bobby Massey. I mean, those are the, and wide receiver, which we, you know, obviously we've added to the list now because that's clearly a need. So wide receiver, quarterback, corner, and offensive tackle. Are, are those the big needs to you or am I missing something? No, they're definitely the big needs. I would probably, after those four, I would add safety. Yeah. Uh, just because I was anticipating the Bears would re-sign uh, re to Sean Gibson just because I think he had a solid year and if they could bring him back on a team-friendly deal, which I thought they were. Maybe they're waiting it out. I don't, you know, maybe they want to see if they could target a safety in the draft, you know, are maybe finally they're going with, with uh, Dion Bush as their starter. I don't think so. It always looks that way at this point of the year when Dion Bush looks to be the starter opposite Eddie Jackson and something happens and someone else is brought in. Uh, but I would also put safety probably behind there just so, you know, they need someone opposite Eddie Jackson unless, you know, Bush is the way, Bush is the way that they're going right now. But I think it was Connor Orr from Sports Illustrated was talking about like the most interesting people to watch in the draft and Ryan Pace is on that list yes. because you really just don't know what Pace is going to do, especially when it involves trading up. And especially when you know that this is a team that is just desperate for a quarterback. So, you know, it'll be really interesting to see what Pace decides to do when there's so many different directions. He's always been somebody I'm going to go with the best player available on their board. I mean, we'll see because there's so many different needs that they do need to address and we'll see, you know, who's higher up on their board. Well, a developing opinion on Pace and his draft history and what that might paint. We know he's <laughs> we know he's not great in the first round, Alyssa, but maybe the middle rounds there's something there. We'll get to that coming up next. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die: The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right. Well, speaking of uh, Ryan Pace, Alyssa, he's going to be drafting in the first round for the first time in three years. Maybe we wish we had that number four pick that Atlanta has, right? We could be in there for one of the top quarterbacks. Or do we, right? Or do we? Or, or should we be happy that it's in the back <laughs> half of the draft? Or, or maybe we should just be paying attention to the middle rounds because for every player like Mitchell Trubisky and some of the failures in that first round that Ryan Pace has had, and obviously Trubisky tops the list, uh, he seems to be pretty solid in the middle rounds. You wrote about this, and I kind of flagged a little bit too going through some of the past drafts, like Jordan Howard in the fifth round in 2016. That's a hit. Eddie Jackson and Tariq Cohen, fourth rounders in 2017. David Montgomery in the third round. He's good at drafting running backs. Uh, we talked about Mooney. He was a fifth rounder last year. So in this third, fourth, fifth round range, he seems to find really good talent. It's trying to draft these quarterbacks in the first round or these like big name guys early in the draft is where we're missing, right? So my developing opinion right now, Alyssa, is maybe we just wait to the middle rounds, maybe wait to get the quarterback in the third round. That's what I'm. That's like a developing opinion. But what do you think about that? Should we just give up on the first round quarterback thing? Don't trade up. Don't do any of that thing. Wait until the middle rounds and take a shot there. Maybe for a change, we could we could hit. I mean, what we think Ryan Pace should do and what Ryan Pace is actually going to do are going to be two completely different things. You just don't know with him because he could do the smart thing and either stay put or maybe even trade back and accumulate more picks, you know, and try to, you know, address more of those needs. Uh, Or he could, you know, do the, um, you know, do the expected, I guess you could say with him and trade up and trade a lot of capital to to move up and draft a quarterback. And we do not trust him drafting a quarterback, yet alone drafting in the first round. I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, Ryan Pace, he's had, he's had four first round picks. Right, you had uh, Kevin White, Leonard Floyd, Mitchell Trubisky, and Roquan Smith, who's like the one that he's connected on. Yep, uh, like, he's had four. We like, we and like Roquan, he's good. Yeah, we like Roquan. So we, he, he's twenty five percent hitting on these first round picks. So it doesn't really give you a lot of confidence uh, that he's going to hit on that in this. Nope. Uh, in this year's draft, and it makes you even more nervous if he's going to attempt to trade up to get a quarterback, or maybe even take a quarter twenty if somebody's there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think the later rounds, I mean, I wouldn't mind, you know, the bear, it kind of feels like it's going to be that way, or at least that's what the bears are trying to make us think. Cause there's always this, Ryan Pace is so secretive. You know, he thinks he's playing, like everyone's playing checkers and he's playing chess. Like he, he thinks he's doing something special. Like when he threw everybody off and he, by not, by saying he didn't meet with Trubisky and then he was meeting with him privately and all this weird stuff. And I mean, you really don't know, because at this point, it does feel like they're going to go after one of those day two quarterbacks. Like, I mean, we'll see if Trask is there because, you know, there's been talk about, my goodness, someone potentially taking him in the first round, which is just ludicrous. Or if Kellen Mond ends up falling to them or someone like Jamie Newman or Davis Mills, you know, so if one of those guys are available in that you know second, third round range, I definitely think that it would probably benefit the Bears to to go that route. So I'm with you on that one, Ryan. I don't I mean. Unless Justin Fields is there, I, I mean, like, barring that, I really want the Bears to just kind of, you know, stick it out on day two and see if they can get a, develop, a developmental guy uh, to kind of learn behind Andy Dalton and potentially Nick Foles. No, bingo. That's the only thing I would do, too. If Justin Fields is there at number eight when Carolina's picking and they just traded for Sam Darnold, maybe they're looking to move back and the Bears go up to number eight and get Justin Fields. I'm all in. I'll be here celebrating with the rest of Bears Nation. Right? We, we would love that. Justin Fields is a stud. He played at Ohio State. 
he was like the consensus number two guy behind Trevor Lawrence before all of a sudden like Zach Wilson and Mac Jones and Trey Lance came out of nowhere and in, uh, he starts sliding down the board somehow. Uh, that would be awesome if they got Justin Fields. He's the one guy that I'm like, for these players that could slip past pick three and, and into the top ten a little bit deeper, if you can get Justin Fields, that throws my whole spiel off here. But I want to. So last week I went on a little bit of a rant on Kyle Trask, right? <laughs> Saying I don't want him in the first round. I don't want him to say I don't want him in the third round. I want to walk that back a little bit, Alyssa. I got a little uh, passionate last week talking about Kyle Trask and reaching for him. Uh, definitely don't want him in the first round. Do not want him in the second round either. I just, I'm not, I'm not giving up that high of a draft pick on a player who we just don't, we're not sure. It's too much of a question mark. And even like trading up into the top 10, I'm not doing that for Mac Jones and hoping he ends up being a stud or even Trey Lance, who I know there's like, some untapped potential there, but he played for North Dakota State, you know, playing teams like my University of New Hampshire Wildcats, Alyssa, <laughs> like he's it's play. He's played a different <laughs> level out there. And even though I know a lot of people are high on that player, and I'm sure he's really good, really talented. It's going to take some time, right? Is he going to be ready to go year? one? I mean, he's only he only played in one game last year. Like it's going to take him some time to be ready to go at the NFL level. Definitely a developmental type of situation there. So for me. I'm rooting for the Bears to take their quarterback, unless Justin Fields is available. I'm 100% with you. I'm rooting for them to take their quarterback on day three. Like you said, whether it's Davis Mills or Jamie Newman or Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond looks like a great pick if he's there. Uh, the Ellinger kid from Texas. You, you brought up Ian Book of Notre Dame, the hometown kid. Why not? Let's go get him. I'd like to see the Bears, after addressing some key needs with you know real positional value and hitting on their first two picks, hopefully. Round three, take a shot at a quarterback and hope you nail a player that turns into what the Cowboys got with Dak Prescott in the fourth round or what the Seahawks got with Russell Wilson in round three, right? I know that's a long shot, but I think that's a better strategy than trying to move up into the top 10 with this crazy haul of picks, whatever it's going to take a future first rounder, whatever that package is going to look like to get in from 20 into the top 10 to draft like a Trey Lance. You know what I mean? I just, I like the strategy of just waiting back this year. You were too good last season. You made the playoffs. You picked number 20. Don't reach for a quarterback. Don't trade up for a guy that is a super unknown. Just try to pick in the middle rounds when, like I said, Ryan Pace, he's kind of good in the middle rounds. So that's my developing opinion. I'm, I'm walking back that rant from last week, Alyssa. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah, unless, like I said, like we said, both said, unless they're trading up for Justin Fields, I mean, I'd rather them not trade up, especially, you know, especially yeah. for someone like Mac Jones. I'm, that with, just, you. I'm you know, with you. Does, I'm, I'm not all confident that Ryan Pace is going to hit on his guy, but, you know, kind of talking about the quarterback position and, you know, it's interesting. I, I think I've mentioned this before. I think we'll really see exactly where Ryan Pace and possibly Maggie and their job where their jobs stand. If he makes an aggressive move to move up and, and uh, you know, draft one of these top quarterbacks, whether it's Justin Fields or Trey Lance or, you know, Matt Jones is still there, whoever it is. If, I feel like if he makes that move, then we kind of see that, yes, this is that make or break year. Everyone's saying that his seat is scorching hot at this point, mm-hmm. but if he really does take one of those day two picks or one of those day two prospects, that they can develop, you know, it kind of shows them, okay, maybe they're like, if you take one of, or maybe Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy went to them, we we're looking at t- uh, drafting one of these developmental guys, but we're going to need some time with them. Right. We want, we want them to develop behind Andy Dalton. Nick Foles is a really good veterans. that can learn a lot. You know, we need some time with him. Then that would kind of show that their jobs, you know, beyond this year are guaranteed. 
So we could be in, unfortunately, for another year of Ryan Mace and Matt Nagy, uh, which so like by that regard, part of me is like, okay, trade up. But then the other part of me is like, God, no, (laughs) like I don't trust Ryan Pace to make that move. No, I'm with you. Uh, and I think that's a great way to put it. Uh, a trade up for a Trey Lance, as gifted as he might be, screams of desperation. You're right. It screams of, I'm trying to save my job, that kind of move. But I think we could justify it for Justin Fields. That's funny. You weren't even in my Absolutely. notes on that. You weren't even in my notes on that, Alyssa. We had the same thought. That's tremendous. <laughs> great minds, right? And l- let's Great minds think alike. <laughs> yeah, l- let's leave it here. You put this beautiful little quote from NFL.com in one of your stories on Bears Wire. And I just want to share a little piece of it. With apologies to Jim McMahon and Jay Cutler, the team's search for a bona fide franchise quarterback dates back more than 70 years to the days of Hall of Famer Sid Luckman. <laughs> so there it is. So that's that's where we're at, Alyssa, with the Bears, right? I mean, now you know is, my pain, Ryan. Yeah. You know my pain. That is Because you are a Patriots fan, so you do not know my pain. Oh, come on. Oh, I do. Trust me. <laughs> My quarterback's in Tampa Bay, and my favorite receiver just retired. Okay, so like, what do you? I would, I'll, I'm I would crying. have taken Tom Brady for one year. I've died on the inside <laughs> this week. I'm, I'm dying right now. Gronkowski's over there too. What are you talking about? I'm, us Patriots fans are miserable. Nothing good ever happens to us. <laughs> well, well, something good finally happened for the Bears. We'll find out, right? So uh, that's our show for today. For Alyssa Barbieri, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you all next week. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.